You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> What's up, Kingdom Bringers? Welcome back to the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. We have an amazing episode with a special guest, Adam Fish from Dallas, Texas. But before that, I wanted to get this out of the way. I always forget to do this. I want to promote kingdombringer.com. There you can find the blog. You can find easy access to the podcast. It's a super simple way to stay in contact with us too. You can shoot us a message through there. You can sign up for our email list. Uh, when Whenever a new blog post is, is updated, that gets sent right out to you guys. I just want to be in contact with you guys better. And a quick reminder too, to, to go rate, review, subscribe, and share this, as well as the Two Brothers podcast and the Supernatural Living with Beth Packard podcast, all of them on the KB podcast network. That stuff's out of the way. Here we go. Coming up on this episode of the Kingdom Bringer podcast. First time I had a conversation with God, I started saying, hey, Lord, if you're real, basically, if this is all there is to life, then um, I, I want out. And the, the call on our lives should make us humble. It's the call that 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 should keep us humble because we can't do it without him. Got in her car, the AC was on really loud, uh, and the girl was like, turn down the AC, it's too loud. And right there, she's like, she starts weeping. She's like, oh my gosh, I can hear, I can hear. So her healing, her, her hearing was completely restored. really, really value your heart for people. It's funny. We, uh, I've had a couple people since you were in town have kind of talked about you or asked about you. And the common theme is that you are a sweetheart. (laughs) So take that, take that for what it's worth. I think that's really cool. Actually, you don't find too many sweethearts around there anymore. So that's good, man. Yeah. We need to share that with my There you go. Let's do it. I want to talk. I want to talk yeah. a little bit, man, about the whole mission behind your ministry. Like you, you call it a ministry, right? Yes. Okay. I love the. I, I love the heart behind it because, um, just the whole. I'm so intrigued with the whole cessation thing. I'm like very intrigued by that. I feel like you're almost on a, a searching mission, looking now for miracles that you can, broadcast. You know. I want to give you a chance real quick to kind of share with us a little bit about where you came from. So kind of go into the cessation thing a little bit and then what ultimately led you out of that and into where you're at now. My background. So I didn't grow up in a church. My parents got divorced. My, my, I ended up with my mom. My dad has a strong, um, Baptist background. Um, I lived in, moved to Texas when I was six. My dad stayed in Iowa with my family, um, so my primary um, time in church was when I would visit my dad. I'd spend a month with him in the summers, so I would go to church while I was there. I would come home, and I wouldn't go to church, um, and so I always had a, a belief in God. I always believed in God, but I didn't know him, and I really wasn't picking up much, you know, going 
three Sundays, maybe four Sundays uh, a year. Um, I, so God was always back there. I, you know, for me coming to the Lord was just a place if I had tried everything else. Um, you know, I went through, um, high school and got in, started drinking, went to college and was drinking and partying and did that whole deal. I f- actually went creative. I found photography and that became my answer. And I thought I would find life there. I've always been seeking and looking for life and had tried all these various things. I went to New York. I was, uh, an assistant where I had a day, you know, you're self-employed, you work a day rate, you get paid by photographers to do all kinds of stuff, show up career around and load film at the, at the time and keep the cameras clean and all this stuff, yeah. make travel arrangements. And I worked, you know, I was in Manhattan and I worked with really successful people and I thought that was, would make me happy. And at the end of that two years, I traveled, you know, I traveled a lot and I did really cool stuff and I just was seeking, searching, wanting something else. First time I had a conversation with God, I started saying, Hey Lord, if you're real, if this all, if basically, if this is all there is to life, then, um, I, I want out. Uh, I believe that you're real. So I want to follow what you would have to say. I want to try that Yeah. if you'll help me. And that began my pursuit the, the, I started a Bible study fellowship BSF, which is an international program. My neighbor actually, uh, had an ichthus on the back of his car. Um, and I thought, well, I should go to a church. I was reading case for Christ at the time. I mean, I didn't yeah. know hardly anything. Yeah. Um, and so because he went to this particular church, I was like, okay, I'll go. We went there. Um, um you know, to me, the person of Christ, the resurrection, that's kind of what sealed the deal for me. Like, Hey, he was a real, he was a real guy. This really happened. The tomb was empty. How do, how do you, what do you do with that? And that's what brought me to faith. Um, I, we walked in the door of this church. It was a small church. It was in a high school. It was a year old. Um, ended up growing into a mega church. We spent um, kind of fast forwarding. We spent 14 years there, got very involved, uh, served in marriage ministry, served in celebrate recovery. Um, when you say we, are you talking you and your wife? Yeah. So my wife was with me in this journey as well. When I moved okay. back to New York, I met her. She wasn't uh, a believer either okay. and, and was, had been, had her own sort of journey. Yeah. Um, and at the time I was like, well, I think I'm going this way. And if we're going to be together, then you got to at least consider it. She also had a girl that was witnessing to her at the time at her job. And she also went to this church, the church that my neighbor was going to. So it was like, God, okay. Yeah. Kind of orchestrated all this stuff to get us in this church. And this church was, was awesome. You know, it was very Bible based. It taught me my, it taught me the importance of the word. It, it, I'm a creative. So by nature, I'm not super, I have kind of ADD. I, you know, I'm yeah. my, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a straight line thinker. Yeah. And so having, um, being disciplined and, and, you know, having quiet times in the morning and memorizing scripture and the importance of all that stuff, I, I think is awesome. Um, after about um, 14 years there, um, I felt like I had sort of plateaued, if you will. Like I, I, I did, I got to a place where, you know, I was, we were serving in the ministries and, and doing all the things. And, and I am a 
person that uh, had consistently, along with creativity, I would struggle with depression and anxiety. And so I had seen a lot of victories. I had restored a lot of relationships through the ministries that I was a part of. Um, you know, a lot of fruit had come from that. Um, in the region, and we we served in marriage ministry because the first year of our marriage was terrible, um, and we yeah. got invited to uh, lead because our marriage had been restored. So now you go and share with others what you've learned. Right. So all of these things were were beneficial, um, but at at a certain point in time, that the this you know, issue of depression and anxiety would come and go based on my circumstances. Yeah. And so that was a big driver for me. It was like, I, you know, it's for freedom's sake that Christ came to set us free. And I, I wasn't free in that area. So that was the kind of the driver. And then I had a friend of mine who was, you know, we kind of got on this journey together. He introduced me to this book that started to challenge some of my theology and, um, it was regarding identity. So under the theology that I was in, under this church that I was in, a Bible-based church, good church, but the belief system is of that you have a, you, you are saved, um, but you identify as the, a wretched man. You know, Paul says yes. wretched man. And yes. yeah. He says, you know, uh, people say he's the worst, some translations say worst of sinners. Yeah. Uh, better translation would be the foremost of sinners. Another translation says the chief of sinners. And so they'll leverage that and say, well, see, Paul's, you know, wrestling. He's calling himself a sinner. We should identify as sinners. And it's actually humble to identify yourself as a sinner. Right. So that's the thinking that I was under. And so therefore, it, it you sort of really need to double down on, on your disciplining yourself um, because, you know, you still have that sinful nature. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really important to kind of identify those sin patterns and that, that bad thinking. Well, for me, as somebody that struggles with depression, when if I'm looking around at my circumstances, I already feel pretty crappy about myself. Right. Yeah. If I'm feeling crappy about myself and and then now my face says, well, it's probably something that you've done. Yeah. You haven't confessed a sin. You you haven't memorized the right scripture. Yep. You haven't done enough quiet times. You haven't been in community and been confessing. It's one of these things. It's very process. It's very procedural. It's, it, and so that would actually kind of, my faith would come on top of me and almost press me lower and make yeah. me feel worse about myself. It really, so, it really sells the gospel super short, right? I mean, it cheapens because I, a lot of this is hitting home for me because I kind of had the same mindset. I, uh, I struggled with pornography most of my life and like for me, the Christian walk looked like waking up in the morning, believing that I was going to face all these temptations all day long. And I had to just bite my lip and, and make it through the day, lay my, my head on the pillow at the end of the day and thank the Lord that I've survived, you know, just to do it all over again. Yeah. And I'm like, I yep. got to a point where I'm like, I think Jesus died for so much more than that, <laughs> you know, for so much more for yep. Darren to to stop looking at porn, you know, like that's not even on his radar. And so, yeah, no, a lot of this is really, really resonating with me because I was kind of in the same place for sure. Like there has to be more than yeah, just trying not to sin. Right. Yep. And there is, 
and it's what you're you're talking about you know yeah. there's we're we're ambassadors you know, yes yes that we are um to bring the kingdom and the the call on our lives should make us humble yeah it's the call that 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 should keep us humble because we can't do it without him that's right and and i think i think in that in that mindset the idea of humility is is somewhat twisted I would uh, agree. it's not it's not humble to think, oh, I'm a wretched sinner. No, actually, you're not. You're dead to sin. Yeah. It's more humble to say, I'm accepting what Jesus did on my behalf. That's yeah. humbling. That's good. And to say, to say, I'm empowered with his, with the Holy Spirit. To say, yeah. I'm, I'm righteous. I'm redeemed. I'm justified. I'm sanctified. I'm complete in Christ. I'm yeah. more than a conqueror. That's humbling. That's good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's good. Despite my circumstances, those things are true because that's what Jesus did. Now, if I start aligning myself with that truth, um, it, it's humbling and it, it also gives me hope. Yeah. It gives me it gives me strength. Um and it's true freedom. Yeah. But so the the shift started to happen where this one book um, this guy by the name of Andrew Farley, he wrote, a, he's written several books. Naked gospel was the first one I read. Relaxing with God was, is a, is the book that I recommend to people, but it, it really challenges some of that, um, more, you know, sin focused theology. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it just, it draws a distinction in between the old covenant and the new covenant and how we were as Gentiles. Most of us are Gentiles. Most of the people I know are Gentiles. Yep. We were never invited into the old covenant, so why are we now, <laughs> as Gentiles, living under the new covenant, adding laws, Christian laws, That's onto so how we live? Yeah, um, and it really opened my eyes. And not only that, it was like I had all of my—I had moments where God had touched my heart, but to a, a large extent, a lot of what was happening was was in was in my mind, and God through challenging some of these scriptures it was like he showed up and now he started speaking to my heart and i started believing those verses i was just telling you about you know i'm a son yeah. i'm righteous i'm holy i'm dead yes. to sin i'm yes. more than a i'm complete in christ you know i'm i started owning those as mine and it shifted man and it 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 was like you know the gospel goes from from color tv to hd 3d you know like it was immersive it <laughs> yeah. was it was i would hear a worship song and i would just weep um, it, it just changed everything for me. And yeah. the, I got healed of depression, you know, yeah. um, I got set free. I was on medication for that and I, I'm not anymore, you know, like, that's good. Man. So once that, once that happens, um, you're not going back to that theology. You're not going back to that because now you've experienced something tangibly, you've experienced something real. And it actually, to me, it simplified the gospel. The, the gospel was, was the way I used to think, you know, some of these verses, like I'm sanctified, I'm, I'm holy. Yes. Take that one. Like, well, yeah. I'm holy, but that's actually positional. You know, I'm righteous, but actually, you know, that's just a positional thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm progressively being sanctified through the, the works that I'm doing or, or how I'm living, how I'm disciplining myself yeah. is, is sanctifying me. And, um, um, one day I'll be, I'll be fully righteous, you know, like, yeah. So you're, you're the way you read scripture under that mindset, um, was complicated. Yeah. And, um, and so this actually 
when I got a hold of my identity and started believing and started owning the truth as being true right now, um, because simply because of what Jesus did, it really clarified the gospel in a way that it, it simplified it and it said, I can, I can read my Bible for myself and I can take ownership and know that this is for me right this second. Yes, this isn't yeah. some far off thing. This isn't one day when I'm in heaven. This is actually kingdom now. Yes. Do not look here. Do not look there. Yes. Verse, you know, yes. the kingdom of God is within you. It's in here and God wants to bring it out of me. Yes. You know, yes. That's good. verse, another verse we would always use, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yep. You know, there's a semicolon there. Oftentimes we put a period there and say, well, you need to work out your salvation. And we make it into this works-based mentality where I've got to do these Christian things. No, it's for God who has worked in you. Yes. You know, like to complete the sentence, it's like God has done something in unbelievable, um, supernatural, where he's made you a new creation. You are born again. This is true. Whether you're experiencing it or not, it's true just because you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah. Now, now it's about realigning my perspective, my eyes, fixing my thing, my eyes on the things that are unseen, setting yes. my mind yes. on things that are above, and living from that place, despite what the enemy brings against me, despite when I stumble, if I stumble. Um, I can pick myself back up and say, Jesus, you paid for this. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Forgive me. I'm moving. I'm walking forward in my new identity. That is so good. Um, How long ago was this? So, How long ago was this this shift change for you? Seven, six, seven years ago. Okay. I'll call it six, but it's progressive in yeah. that it hit me. It hit me. I'll say it hit me seven years ago, and then it just gotten more, um, real, more, uh, yeah, I don't know. So you talked about, you, you just mentioned fixing your eyes on, on the unseen. Your, your ministry is the unseen story. That's the name of your podcast. That's the name of this ministry. Explain like what, what's your heart behind the unseen story? What is, what is the unseen story for you? Unseen story is that to cast vision for what's what we were called for. So Genesis three, let us make man in or Genesis two, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Yes. So we have created value that was lost at the fall through sin. Jesus comes to restore us back to our original value. So we, we have tremendous value. And, and not only that, we have works that God created for us to walk in. So we all have something to do for a bigger purpose. I think people love Marvel, people love sports because they want to be part of something bigger. Yes. Um, that's in, that's innate. That's what Jesus came to do. He said, you know, I want to restore you back to your rightful place. You've been made in my image and in my likeness. Uh, I'm going to put the Holy Spirit in you. I'm going to, rest, I'm going to, you're going to be born again. You're going to be saved. You're going to be set free. I'm going to put the Holy Spirit in you to empower you um, to do things that you didn't think were possible that are supernatural that are beyond your own ability to do them. If, if you know, you're, if you follow me, if you live for me, if you're a living sacrifice. So for me, the unseen story is sharing these examples of people who are experiencing God moving through them. They're conduits for the Holy spirit uh, on, on what's possible, casting vision for what's possible. If you're willing to 
lay down your life for, for the gospel, lay down your life for Jesus. And, and I think it's a ministry because I think often we, like me, I was in an under-denomination. I was wanting more. I didn't know that there was more. And in that denomination, there's a bit of fear in pursuing other denominations. It's sort of like, well, no, we have a lock on what's true, right, and good. Yes, and yeah. if you venture too far outside of that, you know, the enemy might come and lead you astray. I mean, that's a big sort of talking point. You know, you don't want to be led astray. Yeah. Well, if we have the Holy Spirit in us and and he's powerful, then I don't think we should be afraid to pursue wherever God leads us That's and good. examine what folks that are claiming Christ, that's important, obviously, what they're experiencing, what are, uh, what does their relationship with the Lord look like? I don't know, to, I guess, expand how we see God through other believers. Yeah. My hope is just that, that we would do it, that this would be, you know, global, that this would be, I have big vision, big dreams for this, but it would just be stories of people that are walking by the spirit, walk yeah. by the spirit. So you will not desire the less of the flesh. Well, what does that look like? Well, it looks like a lot of different things to a lot of different people, depending on how God has gifted you and the audience he's given you to have access to. And, you know, I, I don't want it to be denominational. I don't want it to be, you know, age. I, I want it to be, this is God moving through people so that so that it can get us out of a mindset of, you know, God works this way because my church, my local church tells me so, you know, yeah, I think we right. often get stuck in, in, in a box of like, this is what God does. This is how he talks. This is what he, what he looks like. And so uh, long winded, that's my, my vision is just for the unseen story is just to share stories that, that would give people insight into how God's moving. And how diverse it is, how personal it is, how dynamic it is, how uh, awesome he really is. Do you feel like you have a heart for people in a similar situation that you were in? I know when I got, when God kind of woke up my spirit to to who he was, I kind of grew up in like the youth ministry culture. Um, as a As a youth, I was heavy in it. I got really involved in youth ministry as a leader. My first ministry experience was in youth ministry and youth ministry is very outreach focused, you know, go get the lost kids and bring them in and feed them pizza and dance music and all that stuff. But when, when the Lord woke up my spirit, my heart really turned from the outreach side of things. And I, I became very focused on those Christians that were in the same mindset that I was in most of my walk, which was like, never going to miss church. You know, I, I don't consider myself like super religious, but I was stuck. Like I did, I just didn't know the kingdom and I didn't know what was out there. And so my heart now is really, I love going into churches and I love the idea of waking up churches, you know, to, to who God is and really, um, ministering to the body is kind of my heart. Do you feel like, is that a, a passion for you too, to kind of get a hold of some of those Christians that were in the same place you are, or are you focused on like more of the outreach side or is there a focus in that regard? Yes. Uh, um, I would say I'm focused on Christians Yeah, and I do. I, def I definitely have a heart for people. When I started this, my intention was to speak to people like me. I was the, I was the audience. I thought I was going to kind of be a little bit more 
in the shallow end of things on what God was doing and yeah. to try and coax people into, Hey, you know what I mean? Like some do, of the yeah. stuff, some of the stories that we're sharing are, are pretty far out there. They're very weird. You know, yeah. they're very supernatural. And that's just how God's brought me to those stories. I mean, those stories are coming to me and I'm just trying to be faithful with sharing those stories. So I, I think my audience is, is Christians. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it does. Yeah. I think it has to come. I think, I think these stories have to come with relational equity. Yeah. That's good. Um, I think we're, I think it's important for, for people. I really struggle with this trying to, I mean, my wife had to push me to share last week. We did a, we did a podcast to share our heart. I don't like doing that. I don't like, I, I want the stories to speak for themselves. Yeah. But I do think it's important for us to share just to say, so that people know I'm not, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not trying to manipulate you in one yes. way or the other. I'm just sharing stories, you know, like, yeah. and you can dismiss them or you can engage with them. What if they're true? Yes. And, and if they challenge your theology, pray, ask Holy Spirit, ask the Lord, Lord, is this real? Are you really moving this way? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's ultimately my goal is that the, the, the people would do that and when they would take them before the Lord. And, um, you know, I feel like, yes. the, I feel like the, the reason I asked that, I feel like the church gets a lot of flack sometimes from specifically uh, the unchurched. <laughs> and a, a lot of the flack has to do with, you know, they'll say things like all we care about is each other and all we care about is the church and all we care about is like our own community and we don't focus on the outside and so I think with that, there's a tendency sometimes for people to only focus on the outreach side of things. And I know that's kind of where I feel like that's kind of where I was, where I was at. I was just involved in a lot of ministries and a lot of churches that were so outreach focused that I don't know, man, I, I, I think we're on the same heartbeat as far as for me, there's nothing more powerful than a, a Christ follower who knows who he is, you know, who knows mm. his identity and knows his worth and yeah. knows his value. And I mean, my heart and desire is to wake up the pew sitter to become the next Billy Graham, you know, like my desire is to, yeah. is to wake up that, that, that Todd white that doesn't know who he is and doesn't know the gifts that the Lord's given him and, and let them become everything that God's created them to be, you know? And so that's, yes, that's my cry. That's my heart. And that's where I want to help people believe and see that they are a kingdom bringer and that the kingdom that is powerful lives inside of them, <laughs> you know? Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would hundred percent agree. And, and, and as far as outreach goes, if you empower, if we can cast vision, if people believe in that, then they have a relationship. It's all about relationship. Yes. And you know, if we empower them and say, Hey, you have, everything that you need you yeah, know? Yeah. and just be attentive when you're out doing your daily thing, uh, with your neighbor or at the supermarket or where, you know, wherever you are having that mindset again, like fixing your eyes on the things that are unseen, setting your mind on things that are above, like God loves that person. Yeah. Lord, do you have anything for that person? Yeah. You know, I keep running into this guy. You, and if from what you said, my job, what I desire to do is to cast vision to, people who are like me, you know, it's changed. It's changed me. And I I want that for others. Yeah. Um, and then if we empower others, then they already have the relationships with the unchurched, uh, 
That's right. Um, well, and I just think, I don't think that the church, I'll talk about the church, quote unquote, the church, has any place of going out to outreach when they don't know who they are. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've seen far too many Christians going out trying to evangelize when they don't have a clue about the powerful kingdom that lives inside of them. And so when they're doing that, like your, your whole, your whole ministry is focused on the supernatural. That means it's, uh, it's a power that supersedes me. Right. And if I don't Mm -hmm. believe in that power, then I'm going out under my own will. I'm going out under my own understanding, my own charisma, whatever that my own ability to relate to people. And I'm overlooking like, the very essence of the the powerful kingdom of the king <laughs> of the king mm-hmm. and when we when we don't understand the kingdom it turns into let's just go hand out tracks and let words speak a story right we're going to let these mm-hmm. words on a paper speak a story when you know 1 Corinthians 4:20 says that it isn't about talk it's about power and if we don't understand mm-hmm. that power we have no business in in my opinion showcasing something that we don't understand Mm -hmm. you shared with you shared with me kind of the heart behind your ministry too is uh revelation 12 11 that we we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony there's going to be plenty of listeners to this episode that haven't listened to your podcast and we're definitely going to be promoting that in the show notes and stuff but how does that how does that verse relate to what your your heart is behind your podcast um well, it's, I guess I would say it's something the Lord put on my heart early on. Uh, you know, I went through celibate recovery, so often we function in society as on a surface level. We share these stories, you know, oh, how's the weather? Oh, I'm doing great. Everything's, you know, hunky-dory. And when most of us behind closed doors are struggling in some form or fashion, but we don't, we don't broadcast that. We don't typically share yeah. that. Well, in, what I saw in Celebrate Recovery was people would would share these really um, raw, emotional, I struggle with this, this is who I was, I did this. And, and rather than often, I think we feel like if we share those, then people are going to reject us. Yes. Yeah. That, you know, they're going to see us as less than and they're going to hate me. But when people would share their testimonies from the stage in Celebrate Recovery and you it was almost like the, for me, the more raw and the more real and the more dysfunctional somebody was willing to share, the more I liked them, the more I gravitated. I was like, man, that guy is awesome. You yeah. know, like how amazing is that? So I, I had that in my background and I try and be super transparent with the struggles that I have. And, and uh, I don't know, I've just seen the fruit of that, the benefit of that. So then fast forward, you see this guy, humans in New York, his audience is massive. So we see that there's an attraction to want to know these real stories that we identify with these, with these, I don't know how to, they're just below the surface. Uh, they're real, they're raw. Some of them are, you know, really tragic. Some of them are funny. Some. So we had that vision and I thought, well, and we saw that the power of story, the power Power of our testimony, and we know that that's powerful. Why don't why don't I do something like that on Instagram, but leverage it for Christ, like God moving some way in people's lives, and let's gather stories, just meet people on the street and try and get a story out of them. And didn't have the complete vision. I ended up uh, working at a, a church 
as a staff photographer for three years. Um, I'm on this, so the, the church I was at for 14 years, I got called out of there, got this position, um, different theology at this other church. Yeah. We're sharing stories, testimonies of people that had been, one that I always go back to is a girl that she was completely deaf. She went to one of the events, uh, a women's uh, uh, conference. She walked out of there. They, they prayed over her. They were believing for healing. It was her and her sister. They walked out. She wasn't healed. She was very upset. Both of them were upset. They couldn't, they don't understand, didn't understand it. Got in her car. The AC was on really loud. Uh, and the girl was like, turn down the AC. It's too wow. loud. And right there, she's like, she starts weeping. <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh, I can, <laughs> I can hear. So her healing, her, her hearing was completely oh, restored. Right. So I, I'm, Yeah. I mean, I, so I meet this woman, I take her portrait, I hear her story and, and it's, my theology was changing. So the identity started the journey. Then I started looking and well, have the gifts really ceased? Um, I don't, I don't know. I read, you know, surprised by the power of a spirit, Jack Deere's book. I read some other books. I started seeing, well, now I'm starting to see scripture totally differently than, than the way I was brought up. Now I'm meeting people with powerful testimonies, yes. you know, like, and how do I grapple with this? What do I do? Here's this person standing in front of me. Um, I just don't know that as a church, we do a good job communicating um, the, the, the supernatural stories. It's almost like, I don't know. I, I feel like they're not, they're just not broadcast very well. Yeah. They're not packaged very well. They're not marketed very well. I don't, that maybe sounds... No, I get it. So at the at the church that I was at, we had tons of stories, and but we only had room for a few. And the the church is huge; um, they had a lot going on, and I just wanted to focus on those stories because I had seen personally the the power of the story of that relationship with that person, right. um, and I knew the power of of a transparent story, meaning just authentic. I'm just sitting with this person and they're just sharing from their heart. Hey, this is what happened. And I, and I find a connection there with that person. Now, you know, I want to leverage that. I want to be a part of that. I want, I feel like that's my, the calling that's on my life. I want to be part of what God's doing. I want to be part of bringing the kingdom. Well, I've seen relationally how, how stories have power in my life. God's gifted me as a photographer um, I don't know. And then really it was just the Lord plucked me out of the job that I was in and was like, okay, it's time for you to do this. And I had an, I had an own, my own encounter with the Lord that was supernatural, something I couldn't explain. Yeah. And that's sort of the foundation for why I started doing this. Yeah. You know, um, it was, it doesn't make a lot of logical sense. <laughs> you know, it does it really yeah. doesn't. Except that I had an encounter with the Lord and he was like, okay, it's time for you to do this. I put this on your heart four years ago. I've, I've been growing you, um, through this season and he did, he grew me in a lot of ways and, and he got me prepared to, to do this. Um, and revelation, it is revelation 12, 11. That was just one of the cornerstone verses, you know, that, our, t- our testimonies do have very, very real power. Um, so no, I, I love know. that, man. And I've, 
I love the heart behind that. I was just, I was kind of thinking the last couple of weeks coming into this, this talk with you. And I was kind of looking at my own, my own life. And I think of all the times that I've just really forgotten the things that the Lord's done in my life. You know, it's easy to go out and look at other people's lives or, you know, you hear about Lee and Camille's story that you had on your podcast. And those are just amazing, but we don't, we often overlook those little or big things in our own lives and just kind of forget about what God's done in our lives. And so I think that at the very least, I feel like your ministry is just a great way to get us to remember and think about the miraculous to, to remember and think about the things that God is, has done and the things that he's still doing. I mean, you've got, you've got stories that range from a long time ago to very recent on your podcast. And I love that because it just, it makes your mind really start looking back in your own life. And I, I kind of did that. It was, it was a really fun practice to look back and think, man, that was, that was a miracle. You know, I chalked that, I chalked that up to, it's just what happens, or I chalked that up to maybe my own efforts, but that was a miracle. Like those, there's so many things in our Mm -hmm. lives that I feel like the Lord wants to bring back to remembrance for Mm -hmm. us, like how good he is, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. your, your ministry, your podcast specifically, I think is an amazing tool for that. And so. Uh, yeah. So I just, I thank you for your heart with that, man. It was, it was fun to, to have you here in Dodge and I could just kind of see, I felt like you were on a mission here in Dodge too. Like I could just see your, your heart kind of, who can I talk to next mm-hmm. about their life and about their story and about what God's done in their lives. And you were such an, ex, such mm-hmm. an explorer, I think. I feel, I mm-hmm. feel like the Lord's mm-hmm. kind of brought you into this place to be like a, an explorer and, some people think that they're too old to like, I'm not, I'm not calling you old, but some people think that they've, <laughs> you hear me though, right? Like people think that they, they, they've experienced there. so much that now it's time to kind of get settled into our faith a little bit. But I just see like this rejuvenation mm-hmm. in your, in your life mm-hmm. of like seeing new things and seeing like new aspects of the mm-hmm. kingdom. And it was fun, man. It was fun mm-hmm. to, to watch. And obviously I loved I loved Lee's episode. I loved Camille's episode. I've been hearing that story for a long time from specifically from, from mm. Lee's point of view. So it was really great to hear mm. Camille. And um, yeah, I, I, I want to give just a shout out to uh, the unseen story. Check them out. I'm, I'm assuming it's on all platforms, right? A- Apple yes. podcast. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Check it out. The unseen story. It's going to be in the show notes. There'll be a link to that. Um, it'll challenge, it'll challenge your faith and it will, uh, ultimately, I believe do exactly what the verse in revelation says, and that's push you to, to overcome in your life. And so mm. Mm. Man, I'm thankful for that, bro. I want people to know that God loves you. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just think that for a long time, I didn't believe, I, I didn't really believe it. I didn't really believe that God loved me. Right. Yeah. And I was working really hard to prove to him that I loved him. Yes. <laughs> and then at some point in time, he was like, I do love you. You're my son. <laughs> Stop. And I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and that's the real challenge is to believe that the creators of the heavens of the universe yes. 
that he loves you. Yeah, that's good. And he loves me. That's good. And he loves the guy down the street. He loves your neighbor who's a real jerk. Yep. He loves that. You know, he loves everybody. Yep. And he sees us all with the same value, created value. It's just they don't know who they are. And now we have an opportunity to be an ambassador for him, to share with him, hey, you know what? You you may be a jerk to me, but I know that God loves you. It's good. And he knows who you are. He, yeah, you know? that's awesome. And that gets me excited. You know, that's what I want to be about. It, 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 yeah, I, I want more of it. I want more of him. I want to be used by him. I want to see what he's doing and I want to help people see um, who they are in him. That's so good. If people have an amazing testimony or someone uh, they know has an amazing testimony of the miraculous, the supernatural, what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you? When they can go to the website, the unseenstory.org. All the links are available there. Uh, I, I'm going to put an email link on there because I feel like I need to be available through email yeah. as well. Very cool, man. This is a couple of weeks coming. I think it worked out. Well, bro, I appreciate well, it, man. Thank, thank you so much thanks for, for having on. me. Thanks for what you're doing. Thanks for hosting me in your home. Yeah. Thank you for your generosity. Yes. You're a good dude. You are too, man. You're a you're a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. We'll uh we'll chat again soon, okay? All right. All right. Bless you, Take dude. Care. See ya. That is it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Quick reminder to go rate, review, subscribe, and share on iTunes, on the podcast app, or on Google Podcasts if you have an Android. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you can find your podcast. We are on there. Go rate, review, subscribe, and share these episodes with your friends. Also visit kingdombringer.com. We love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Until next time, be blessed.